so annoying. I was tired of hearing them sing Rent all day. I was like, oh my God, they are nerds. But outside of that, I've always been a person that, entertainment has always been the goal. That's always been what I'm striving for, what I'm working towards. And I'm a very calculated person. So as I was in school doing musical theater, my whole thing was, bitch, how you gonna make money? What's up? Welcome to the You Know's Best Pod. I appreciate your support. In return, I hope I provide you with some worthwhile gems that benefit you on your journey. At the very least, I hope I put a smile on your face. If not, hopefully you share this with someone that does benefit. And I got you next time. Again, thanks for joining today, and let's get this thing going. All right, welcome to another episode of the You Know's Best Pod, where I'm going to give you the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. Well, as best I can, so help me God. I have the lovely, the hilarious... The annoying <laughs> Tyramine Malloy. All the way from sunny Los Angeles, California, by the way, of Houston, H-Town, Texas. Yes. Um, welcome, Tyramine. Well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm great. Happy to be here. Mm, it's very cold here. So how are you feeling about that? I don't really... I mean, I used to live here. I went to college in Chicago. So, you know... I'm still not used to the cold. Never would be. Not a fan of it. Yeah, I mean, you went from Houston to LA. Those are not. Houston, Chicago. Yeah, but you ain't been in Chicago. Yeah, it's about 10 years. Yeah, that's like moving back here is like moving back to DC. It's unnecessary to be this cold. But I love Chicago. It's October. It shouldn't be 30 degrees outside. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, So, thank you for joining today. Wanted to bring Tierney on. She's a she has her own great personality. She, she has her own show, Tap In Tuesdays, right? She's a singer, actress, entrepreneur. Okay, you about to put things in the things, honey, period. <laughs> um, also a clown. <laughs> um, so yeah, brought on Tierney, uh, just you know, talk about her journey uh, as an entertainer navigating the world, right? Yeah. From from Houston to Chicago to back to Houston, back to LA. We were talking about it today, like yeah. and you got you got some uh song credits on Apple Music. Yes, I do. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about it, but you know, Jeremy, introduce yourself to the the you know, audience, you know, you know, tell them a little bit about yourself. All I know right. I already told them more. <laughs> right. I mean you already kinda like gave all the things the things of which I am. But um, let's take these bangles off because I cannot stand that stuff. No. No. I've been doing this for a while now. Um, but anyway, yeah, like he said, he really said everything. My name's Tierney. I'm originally from Houston, Texas. I went to college in Chicago, Columbia College of Chicago. And yes, I graduated with a BA in television directing and production because you know everybody don't be graduating from Columbia because they're like, God, ah. Um, moving right along, uh, graduated. Came back to Houston to pursue my music full time. Had a nice run, did some great things with some great people. Got a few songs with a few legends, you know, a little slim thug, little kiki, big poke, you know, just a few people. Um, and yeah, I'm a content creator. I'm an actress, and yeah, now I reside in LA, and it's been amazing. Been there for five years. Just made my five year mark. They say it takes ten. To make it in LA. So yeah, five more. Yeah, five more to go, but I'm doing pretty damn good though. Okay. So, um, no complaints. So, you know, 
You're from Houston. Houston is a big music city. It's not New York or Chicago or LA, but like a lot of great talent has come out of Houston. We got the guys that you mentioned, right? Right, those are Houston ladies, though. Yeah, like 20 plus years in the game. Right. We got Beyonce, you know, you know, this thing's child. We got Megan Stallion. Megan Stallion. We was talking about Kirko Banks. Yeah. And we got some new rising talent, like um, Kenny Man, it's another guy. What is his name? Oh, Queen of Sauce Walker. Oh, yeah. Mexican OT. He's a. Is that the dude with the grill? Uh huh, the cheat. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my boy B Doug, because. Maybe producing to be the together, right. so. Yeah, so, you know, we've got a Paul Wall. Oh, yeah. Legends, Jones. legends. Yeah. A millionaire yeah. legend. Yeah, you know? yeah. B. King, what up, my boy? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, Travis Scott? You know, he's oh. from Old City, you know. That's still damn near Houston, you know. It, it, big cities are so funny when it yeah. comes to, like, the breakdown. It's like, baby, it's, yes, it's Missouri City, but it's... Still, you go, it's you're not going to Chicago saying I'm from OC. You're going to go to Chicago and tell motherfuckers I'm from Houston. I guess. I mean, when I went to Howard, a lot of people, when I would say I was from Columbus, they'd be like, how close is that damn And I'm like, it's not. It's an hour and a half away. And it's funny because I just heard somebody, I don't know, I don't know, I was watching some interview and somebody was saying, like, when you are from Atlanta or you're from Georgia, the reason why people say Atlanta is because that's the one city that everybody knows. Well, people be saying Savannah, I'm like, that's on the other side of the state. And that's like, I guess, a vacation destination for people that don't want to travel. Yeah. It feels like slavery. Charleston, South Carolina, and Savannah feels very much like the ghost of slaves being shipped into the the United States. That's the feeling we got. It's very humid. It's very uh, old town-ish. Looking. I mean, what's on the same mom or some old town road? Well, sorry, I, you know, as a singer, I'm always. <laughs> I got a song with everything. So. Okay. All right. Uh, so you know what got you into music? What got me into music? Dang, that's a good question. Honestly. Um, I come from a musical family. My mom um, is a singer, was a singer. My dad was the minister of music. I am a preacher's granddaughter. My daddy is a PK. So my grandfather had a church, um, was a minister for 50 years. And I started off in church like most singers do. Um, and I'm Church of Christ. I don't know if anybody know about Church of Christ, but we don't use instruments. So everything that we do is acapella. So, you know, no shade for people that use instruments, but if you can sing, Without instrumentation, and then you got a good ear because you know harmony, I and mean, you know with somebody off key or something, right? So you got a real keen, you know, good ear for that. Yeah, because yeah, we was listening to uh, Flavor Flavor here singing the National Anthem, and he actually did pretty decent. He decent. Yeah, he was. You know, he ain't the best singer. I'll probably give him a C minus, <laughs> maybe a D plus, but. He was, he stayed on key for the most part. He had a little bit of riff. He, he did. He clearly had a vocal coach. Absolutely. Or he used to sing when he was a child and he tapped to it. Well, they say that he was a, a musical pageant. He was 15. He knew how to play, he knew how to play like several instruments and something. I mean, that's what I've seen in the comics, not child. Don't Google that. Don't Google that. Okay. All right. So, you know, I also sang in the choir growing because my father is a singer. Right. <laughs> Okay. No. What's a no? No. Uh, no. No. 
Okay. You know, shout out to the former singers that gave it up because they knew that was their Okay. Yeah, that wasn't my ministry. <laughs> but I was a pretty decent singer. I went to Allstate and stuff like that, but like I didn't want to learn how to read music. Well, you were a tenor, babe? Tenor one, tenor two? When I went to Allstate, I was an outsourcer. Oh, you kind of yeah. Yeah, but then uh, my voice changed. Okay, so and, it dropped? Yes. Uh, and, then, uh, and then, yeah, I didn't really want to learn how to control my voice. It wasn't fun anymore, especially when I tried to make me read music. And I was like, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I started playing football. <laughs> um, and also, my mother took the fun out of it because she started me trying to sing solo. Like smoking awful and stuff like that in front of church. Not sick. Another minute. You know you're from Robin. Shut up. How did I know that? That was definitely one of my first songs that I was singing at the New Year's Eve watch night. Mm. If you in church, everybody knew about New Year's Eve watch night. I I for sure hated those. Because I'm like, okay, it's midnight. Can we go home? Nah, baby, we gotta praise the Lord. You gotta praise the Lord. You need to yeah. bring me your new year with the Lord. Bro. I don't even think churches will really even do that as much as they used they to. Should. They don't like my church, they don't do it no more. Baby, let me tell you something, watch night used to be that thing. It was the event of the the end of the year because my church was having popping. It used to yeah. just be so fun though. I mean, I just think for me it was because we had been in like my church. We didn't understand it. Like, we, they understand the concept of time. Okay. So we got in there like 8 or 9. PM. PM. That's standard. And you stayed at 12. Yeah, but then we would be there till like 1 32 o'clock. Because they closing up, you know, getting no, up. No, no, that, that was when the service actually was in. Wrapping up. Okay. Now we used to actually wrap up like midnight, maybe 12, 15. Yeah, no. And then you congregate afterwards. And then you no, know you probably They would be praying up until 12 o'clock. And then we started the shouting and the singing and the sermon. And I was like, I got, nah. This ain't it. Nah. And I, mean, I don't think it's really safe to be out that late at night anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's when the drunk drivers are out and people are shooting up in the air. I don't know what it is about folks loving to shoot their guns in the air on New Whatever goes up. Gotta come down. So. Yeah. All right. So you. You grew up in a choir. Right? Grew up in church, sung in a choir. Um, and so I always had a love for acting and music. So they were they were both a passion of mine. Okay. And um, but the music just came first because that's what I was around the most. My mom picked up on my love for acting and just like always doing funny. I was like six years old in the car doing reenactments and stuff. And my mom was like, hmm, picked up on it. She put me in a performing art school. So I was able to do all of the things. I could do music. I could dance. I could do choir. I could do piano. And so at the school that I went to, Bethune Academy, what's up, Akasong Fofo, um, you had the option to um, go to all the classes. And by the time you got into fifth grade, you had to pick like, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on. Mm-hmm. So I decided to focus on theater. Mm-hmm. So for a while, Probably like from fifth grade all the way up until my ninth grade year of high school, I wasn't singing. I was just strictly theater, mm-hmm. <sighs> jazz hands, and and dance. Oh yeah, I love this. Is why is this why you so extra now? Yes, I'm a musical theater kid. Yeah, it's just oh, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you might have to go. Is that, is, that like, is that like Glee or something? Glee is like an extension of what the musical theater kids are like. 
Yeah. Okay. So you know, it, it's it's fun. You know. Did you get bullied for that? Maybe? I did not because I was a cool kid. I always been I always been cool. Mm-hmm. I made theater. So you was a cool performing artist there. Yes, okay. absolutely. So because I was popular, I was popular. Okay. Like even in middle school, like I was voted drama queen, most talented, most witty. Mm-hmm. Like I was always the popular funny. You got the yearbook. I do have the yearbook. You sure can. All right. I got it right at my mama's house, baby. All right, make sure you send those pictures. Right, and I, also in high school too, senior year, I was um, nominated. But here's a funny story. So I always been a person that like don't mind sharing my shine because I already know I be shining. Mm. So I had a friend who wanted to be voted most talented. Mm. I was nominated for two: most talented and most witty. But everybody was like, you should tell everybody to vote for you for most talented. But I had a friend, she wanted to win most talented. So I said, no, y'all vote for her. And, and then y'all can vote for me for most witty. But it was another girl that had told everybody else vote for her for most witty. So I didn't win either one because I was trying to be a good friend. Be a good friend. But everybody knows. But you just said you won Miss witty, didn't you? I won it in eighth grade. So I got nominated twice, middle school and high school. Because oh, okay. I've been that girl since. <laughs> <laughs> Since that you're a whippersnapper. You know, don't uh, dislocate your shoulder patting yourself on the back. Ah, okay. You got to pat yourself on the back because who else don't help it? You better help yourself, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, all right, so being a black woman in musical theater, right? Mm-hmm. You decide, graduate, you matriculate through college, I mean high school. Yeah, I go to college. And you decide to come to Chicago, wrong places. Yeah. Because I was too afraid to go to New York. Okay, tell us, tell us why. So Juilliard was one of the top choices that I wanted to do for a musical theater. Mm-hmm. And I decided against it, one, because it was super expensive. Okay. And I had one cousin that lived in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going to go visit, but I had a friend named Quasi. Shout out to Quasi, who was actually... Um, one of the creative directors for Beyonce um, mm-hmm. and has been for several years. I'm not sure if he still works um, with Park with her company, mm-hmm. but from the time we were in our early 20s up until now, he had been working with her. But he was the one who told me about Columbia College okay. because it was between um, USC mm-hmm. and California for theater. It was either theater or film. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had got accepted. To USC, I did um, DuPaul, their theater conservatory, which was also out here. DuPaul or DePaul? DePaul. Yeah, DePaul. Okay. I'm like, I can't pronounce it, the ball Because there's another school that has a oh. UW. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So DuPaul in Chicago. Okay. So that was the other school that I was um, auditioning for for their theater conservatory as well. And then, so those were my two top choices. It was DePaul and it was USC. USC had out of state fees. And my mama was like, them joints is too high. Okay. And I was like, all right. Let me go look at the DePaul. DePaul was private, so they didn't have out-of-state fees. So it's just flat for everybody. And then if you got into the conservatory, you could get a scholarship. Okay. And so that's why I was like, all right, I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to DePaul. Quasi's like, hey, check out Columbia. Because mm-hmm. they got a dope musical theater program, too. And it's like a little bit more longer. So, like, you know, go check it out. So, anyway, went to the, the DePaul audition. Killed it. And then I went to Columbia to go visit. Mm-hmm. 
And I just absolutely love Columbia. I love the campus. I love that it was downtown in the city. It was very like liberal. Mm. And that's what the college was. It was literally Columbia College Liberal Art College. So okay. very liberal, you know, just very eclectic, lively looking people, very artsy people. And I was in that bag. I was a very artsy young lady. Yeah, but a cool weirdo. I mean, I had a point where I was like a whole like BX skater girl vibe. I had cut my hair. Yeah. Like goth. Not all the way, but definitely close. Definitely listen to my red chili peppers in the morning on MTV jams. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here and there are more. <laughs> finding some things out of finding some things out here. All right. You know the girl uh who um 40th birthday went to graduate from DePaul. Really? Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Um she didn't made her financial. Right. But okay. Obviously I decided not to go to DePaul because I liked Columbia and I actually got into the conservatory. I was on the waiting list. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, we're going to push on the waiting list. And um, someone drops out, you you t- take the spot. I'm like, all right, cool. But I was like, I ain't even going to do it because I like Columbia. Like, they just had so much more to offer their students that were in the arts. Like, DePaul is still a academic school. Yeah. You know, the conserv- and then the other thing that I didn't like about the conservatory, also with Juilliard as well, is that you don't keep your spot. You got to keep re-auditioning every year. Mm. You gotta keep re-auditioning. I was like, no, I wanna cloud it. Okay. That's fair. And it was a lot of these at the ball. You know this gonna yeah, right? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm an entrepreneur. There's <laughs> a lot of palms. Um, I ain't got nothing wrong with the palms. Ain't nothing wrong with the palms. But you know, I'm from the south. And I'm just used to being with the browns. Because there's a lot of browns. Browns and blacks. Gotcha. All right, cool. So, what, like, when you get here. I get here. You were telling me how you got robbed. I got robbed. On the, on the bus. <laughs> on the bus. South side. <laughs> Trying um, to go get a pressing curl for $40. She was looking like a lick, apparently. Like, on her phone, not paying attention. Not being aware of her surroundings. Because you, you kind of, you, I feel like you might have grown up a little sheltered, maybe a little bit. Okay, explain shelter. Okay. Oh, well, what, what do you think as shelter? Shelter is like not understanding that, hey, I'm in a... Like I ain't got no street smarts? I wouldn't say not street smarts, but like you be in the house, so you're not really thinking that somebody's going to take your phone off the bus. Nah, so definitely not shelter. My mom was a parent that definitely allowed me to go and do things, but within moderation. Mm-hmm. Balance. And, and Yes, definitely had boundaries. You know, you can't... Because my mom was the type of parent that always was like... I want you to have freedom, but I still want you to be in a child's place. Mm. So, for example, I could go to the movies, mm. but I had to get picked up by, you know, before midnight because I got to go to church in the morning. Mm. Or like I could go and get my nails done, but I got to have a job and have my own money, not use my allowance money. It was mm. like that. Like, okay. I'm I'm going to let you do things, but you got to wait for a little bit because okay. then you ain't going to have nothing to look forward to. Right. So um, definitely not that. I just was in a new city. And living on my own and listening to my homie, who's a mirror, who was saying, girl, shorty on 79, do pressing curls for $40. Oh, Amira wasn't with you. Amira was with me. We was together. But I'm the only one that got robbed. Hold on, is Amira from here? Amira is not from here. 
Oh. Uh, Mary is from Cincinnati. And so in her mind, she like, because I'm like, I'm telling her, I'm like, 79th, like, girl, I heard 79th. We're not supposed to go down there. Like, I had already been told this. Now, mind you, on Tap In Tuesday, this is what I do. I tell stories. So I'm telling her, I'm like, nah, like, they was telling me don't go down on 79th. Like, it's bad over there. She was like, girl, it ain't bad over there. Ain't you, don't you be around black people all the time? It's just like being around your people. Like, you scared to be around your people? I'm like, nah, it's scared to be around my people. My grandma lived right over there off Yellowstone and Scott, third world with her. She live right over there, like Yates High School. I ain't scared to be around my people. Right. She like, we gonna be straight. We going in the daytime, like we good. I'm just. She like, I just went over there two weeks ago and got my hair done by myself and nothing happened. I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, baby, we're lucky, Amira. And, and that she was, but um, I went down there. This is when Coach was popping, and Guest was really popping. I had my little Coach shoes on with my little Guest bag, you know. My little Kanye sweater, scarf on, because that's when Kanye was popping college dropout. Actually, it wasn't college dropout at that part. He had, uh, what's the one after college dropout? Uh, Graduation? So there was college dropout, late registration. Late registration. It was late registration time. Mm. So I <laughs> got my little scarf on. She's herself a little bit. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. I look good, though. <laughs> um, we on the bus, and... I'm, we got off the train. Train was a smooth ride. Cause see, we got U passes. So when you go to Columbia or any college and they got the train system, they give you a pass that you can ride the train, a train and bus unlimited. At least when I went to school, you pay $90 for the year. Then whole work all year, except on the holidays when your ass supposed to be at home during break. No, they don't work during the break. But anyway, got our U pass. We on there. You went on the bus. You know what I'm saying? We, we hitting 79th and Wood. So when you get off that 79th in the damn run, Wood is probably like, it's like far down 79. It ain't even like the first two streets. It's like down, down there. Mm -hmm. I'm not knowing this though. We get on the bus, we laughing, the kiki kiki, ha, the little fruity man, bucket boys. I had never seen no shit. I said, what these niggas doing? They just buzzing on the buckets. Mm -hmm. It was cool. Get on the bus. I'm texting my daddy. I'm like, hey, you think you can send me $100 because I need to wash clothes offline. Well, I need to wash clothes. I need a little more items for school. Before I could even send the damn text message, it was me, a pole, and the young man, and Amir was standing behind me. That young, the bus stopped. The young man reached around the pole. He snatched my phone, and it was like he timed it perfectly. As soon as this motherfucker snatched the phone, the lady opened the door, like, for the people to get out the bus. He was like, cat, pop. It was so quick. Like, I was like. What kind of phone was it? I had a, <laughs> it was a, it was the new, it was like a Nokia slider. Mm. <laughs> and it had a camera. You was excited by that phone. I love my phone. And it was red, because red is one of my favorite colors, because I was born in July, and ruby red is the birthstone of the July babies, if you didn't know. Mm. So I'm like, my little slider, bro, I got your picture of that boy. Said, and just burnt off running. I look down at my phone. I look up. I look at him and he's gone. Like, I don't even see him. He just gone. And I just busted out crying. Mm. And the bus driver started cursing. It was like, everybody get the hell off the bus. Get the hell off the bus. I'm on the bus. She like, baby, where you from? Baby, I'm from Texas. She like, you, how long you been in Chicago? I ain't going to school. Oh, you're downtown. Don't you ever come back over here. Stay your ass downtown. Don't come back over here. So she like, I got to call the police. You can't leave. I got to make a report. Mm -hmm. We waited. Um, 
I got robbed. My phone got snatched at about 4.30 p.m. The police didn't show up until about 8 p.m. That sounds about right for Chicago police. Not, it was dark outside by the time. We was just sitting on the bus. I, I got in a car accident on um, Jeffrey mm-hmm. and 75th. Mm-hmm. Or 73rd, <laughs> one of them. 73rd, I think. And um, police drove by. <laughs> so I had called the police. The police station ain't that far from where my accident happened. Sat there for about two hours. Nobody showed up. And then they called me at like eight, 8 o'clock. We don't see you. You think I sat here for three hours? The other film? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, at least they show up in Chicago. You call the police in LA, they don't go. I mean, I wouldn't go either in LA because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you get an accident in LA, you just got to hope the person give you the right insurance. Right. <laughs> Literally. I live in California, so I understand it. Yeah. And the, the car insurance in California is ridiculous. Um, I think what? Insurance used to be like two something. I was home in Georgia. It was like one thirty. Blessings. Um. All right. So we go. We go in. We at Columbia College. We had our traumatic experience. <laughs> now it's first semester of school. Right, right. <laughs> now we. You told me that like you came in as this music theater major. Right? Yes. First sem- first semester of freshman year. Yes. Right. And you said hated it. Nah, I can't. So annoying. I was tired of hearing them sing Rent all day. Oh. 500,000 men. I was like, oh my God, they are nerds. But <laughs> outside of that, I've always been a person that entertainment has always been the goal. That's always been what I'm striving for, what I'm working towards. And I'm a very calculated person. So as I was in school doing musical theater, my whole thing was, bitch, how you going to make money? Mm. How you gonna make some money with this damn degree? Musical theater? What you gonna go be a teacher? Mm. Like we no, we gotta think of something else. We still wanna do entertainment, but what is something that we can use that'll actual that can actually make us some money though? Mm-hmm. Like if we just really need to go on here and say, all right, the music, the acting, the being an entertainer ain't working, let me go on here and get a job. Mm-hmm. I'm looking through the other majors, and I run across television directing and production. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading what it, it all entails, like, you know, um, learning how to do storytelling, editing, motion and graphics. Same thing as film, but just condensed because television is always going to be 30 minutes, you know, to an hour versus film, you know, hour plus. I'm like, I don't really want to do film. Okay. But the television, because my vision is, I want to be on TV. Okay. I'm a singer, so I want to be able to edit and curate my own music videos and direct them and produce them. And if I need to edit them and color correct them, mm-hmm. I can do all of this for myself. And then once I'll I'm it over here. hello, and then I could tell somebody else, hey, I be da, 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 and let me help you out. Mm-hmm. And and that's how I that's what I did. So after freshman year, we went to my advisor and said, hey, I'm gonna switch. I switched and I actually went to school year round because I wanted to graduate within my four years so that I could hurry up and get my ass back to Houston so I could sing. Okay. So you get through college, right? Get through college. So you told me like most of your friends, Shay, did not graduate. No, they didn't. They didn't. But it's all right. Everybody's name is different. It's all right. Columbia is one of those schools like, you know, when you're... I think this is what it is. When you're an artsy person anyway and you're not going for a major... That is like conventional. Mm-hmm. Am I using that right? 
Sure. Like, you know, like you're not going to be a doctor. You're not going to be a lawyer. You're not going for business. You're going for like artsy stuff. Like we're fickle people sometimes. Mm. You know, mm. we could be a little fickle. <laughs> Sound like that was a word we used yesterday. Or I didn't use that word. We, well, that was describing you, though. Yeah. Not I. <laughs> I've been artsy. I used to write short stories, write poems. Uh, but you went to draw. school for something that you could absolutely. Well, see, I had the realization that artsy stuff wasn't going to make me no money. No, it ain't. At a very young, <laughs> at a very young age. I made that decision early on, like in elementary school, mm-hmm. right? Because my mom, for sure, had I had headshots. She had me auditioning for the heat of the night. Hey, um, not the heat of the night. Yeah. <laughs> if you're old enough, that's of a certain age, you know. Heat In the, the heat of the night. So I was supposed to be the uh, <laughs> the deputies. So, <laughs> um, so I still got the like the little pictures that she had of me. Um, so cute. You know, I was singing, but like I was like. Them folks don't make no money unless unless you make it. Be unless you're top tier, you gotta be in the one percentile. Right, and I was like, and that's why I didn't really care about being a professional athlete. I was like, what can I do that will make me money consistently? Right, and damn near guaranteed. Right, because I see how my parents work. I don't want to work like that. Well, mm-hmm. I don't, don't want to do that. Right, but I also don't want to hedge all my bets mm-hmm. on being the best of the best at a skill that a lot of people have. Right. Like a lot of people can sing. I'm sorry about the hustle though. Right, right. And I was like, I don't really care that much. Like I was singing because it was fun. Right. And when it wasn't fun no more. You stopped. I stopped singing. Say, I stopped singing for like three years. I just started back back doing music. Okay. And like and I'm still not, I still don't even consider myself an artist anymore. Mm-hmm. I I mean even though everybody's like, you are still an artist, but just a part of having to promote myself, having to come up with these grand ideas and and um, writing and being in a studio. Like, you know, at some point for me, it was just feeling like a job and like, oh, I need to make it. I need to make it versus it being just something I enjoy. So now I'm enjoying it again. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in a position because I'm a lead singer of a band in L.A. We're called Up From Here Band. Mm-hmm. So we just started in April mm-hmm. of this year and... Glory be to God, we have been booked and busy ever since we got together. And all of them are amazing um, um, musicians. We've all been on tour with really big artists. Like I've been on tour with Kanye, another one of my friends. She's been on tour um, with, I think her name is Kylie. Oh, Kylie Muchis. Mm-hmm. She goes on tour with her, has done Coachella with her twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like- She our- was on um, the song with Daniel Caesar. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, like we and then like Got you. So yeah, and then the other one is like everybody does am- everybody has done amazing things. We're a collective of just I'm the singer and their musician. So we, we're like professionals for sure. We don't do nothing for free. <laughs> I, I mean I got to catch you one of your shows when I was out in LA. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And that wasn't even our best show, honestly. Jeremy is um let's say entertaining. She has a lot of personality on stage. Um, I'm a comedian of the weekends. You know. <laughs> she thinks she's hilarious. I'm hilarious. That's the thing. I think she's entertaining. Let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all how I know I'm hilarious. And I want y'all to go look this man up. His name is D-Lay. 
He's a hilarious comedian based out of Louisiana. I met him in LA. He now it doesn't matter. He's funny. He's funny. And he and he used to and you know what he used to do stuff? He used to come up under Bill Bellany. Bill Bellany's funny, right? Nothing funny? Okay, well, whatever. Daylight funny is here. Y'all go look him up. Bill Bellamy's I didn't know that. Because Wow. Anyway, Daylight Funny is here. And he told me, along with some other comedians back home in LA, they were like, you know, women, they don't really be funny to me. They don't. But you, Tierney, you naturally funny. You should try to get on the stage. And I'll be like, nah, I don't want to because that's the point. I'm not, I'm just funny in the moment. Right. I'm not, I'm not sit no and way. write a script to like, pop, pop, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trying to find the punchlines and stuff like that. But I look at my tap in Tuesday as my comedy stage okay. because when I tell, when I reenact and tell my stories, I'm, I'll be watching myself and I'll be laughing. I mean, I think, <laughs> so I've heard. And so do everybody else. I've heard. I've had people tell me I should do like comedy because I'm very dry and I say things in a very uh, interesting way. Mm-hmm. It's very blunt and a little rude. Yeah. I mean, if they follow me, they know this. If they've ever tapped into uh, Tots, you know. He always talking about something and what he don't like. I say he need to get that, put that on TikTok because baby, they'll eat him up. That's fine. In a good way and a bad way. But that's what you want. You need to look. No press is bad press. Okay. As long as they come in and engage yeah. in, that's all that really matters. It's it's funny because last week I had people DM me like, oh, you shouldn't talk about women. And they- about the booty. and the, and I, I, So first of all, I was finna troll you. I was about to keep going, but I said, ah, I'm going to let them in today. You should have trolled I wanted to troll them, but I definitely put it on me like, shorty can't wear a little tights about booty little? No. No. If she want to wear a saggy diaper, let this, let's just wear a saggy diaper. What you, why does it matter to you? Because I, you? I want people to always present themselves as their best self. Hey, man, everybody ain't blessed to have an ass. So, just say, so what's Where, your, there are things that you can do to make sure that you accentuate what you do got. Child, if you built like a SpongeBob, there's never going to be nothing that can accentuate your ass. All you can do is accentuate whatever else you got. So if you got nice titties, then you accentuate the titties. What? Keep it raw, baby. We like it raw. Raw and uncut. Anyway. Don't cut nothing. All right. So you finish. <laughs> oh, you go back to Houston. I go back to Houston because my producer was like, we're going to blow you up. We're going to pipe you up, bro. We're going to pipe you up. And honestly, we did a lot of good work. But niggas wasn't fucking with that music, that R&B music in Houston. They was not fucking with our sound. So like, mind you, this like, when I finally moved back to Houston to really do music, this is like 2012, 2013. Me and my producer, DJ Young Sam, Shout out to you, Break Them Boys Off, because that was our label, Breaking Them Boys Off. We were so Houston. And baby, I used to be whipped, baby, I used to be ripped to Break Them Boys Off like it was a gang. Okay. I used to be, I was the only female first lady of Break Them Boys Off. Like, we was a real little small little. That sounds very gangster rapish for y'all to be singing R&B. Well, I was the R&B singer. Everybody else was rappers. Mm-hmm. So it was me, Hoodstar Chance, King Rashi. <laughs> No, you're not because we none of us blew up. Niggas <laughs> had that. Shout out to y'all. So, yeah, I'm still going. No, I'm not stopping, baby. Because are they still doing things? No, I mean they they're family men now. Okay. Like they got kids they and got stuff. Now. 
Yeah, they they was like, that shit ain't happening. But I've just always been a hustler. I've never been a nine to five girl, even with my degree. I ain't never worked no real nine to five. I've always had jobs where I can come and go as I please. And outside of that, I'm just like a true hustler. Like, I know how to make some money. One thing about Terry, I'm never going to go broke because I can know how to go make some money. That's not a skill. She's not talking about scamming. No, I don't pop pee. <laughs> she doesn't shake her butt without clothes on. Got it. And I don't sell it. That's good too. But it also ain't for free. Anyway. <laughs> hey, you gotta tell the people because the people don't know what I do in real life. They be like, what do you do? Everything. Uh, she she does hair. I do. I have a hair braiding business in L.A. called Braid by T.C. So if you're in L.A. and you need to get your hair braided, holler at your girl. And no, I'm not going to stand you up. I'm not going to be late. I'm going to have all the products. All you got to do is show up with your hair, wash and blow dry. That's it. I got everything you need. Braids by T.C. That's the main source. Mm-hmm. And then um, part-time, I do B.I. work. People don't know that. Oh, behavioral instructional work. So I am what you call a one-on-one and I work with students who um, have disabilities. Okay. It's very commendable work. Thank you. It's very hard work. A lot of patience. And she has very little. Do you know my life? I mean, I text you when you at work. And sometimes- This man don't know me. I just met this man five minutes ago. I'd be like, No, honestly, um, it is rewarding work, but it does take a lot of patience because usually you're doing more work than what you are actually supposed to be doing. Like, I'm only supposed to be there to make sure the kid ain't acting up, Mm -hmm. but I still find myself having to teach him on the side of what his teacher should be teaching him. Mm. But we'll we'll talk about that a little later. We'll talk about it later. Okay. So moving right along. Okay, Houston, break them boys up, DJ Young Sam. So when we're putting out music, this is 2012, this is 2013. Hopefully Hugh can maybe insert some of my stuff so y'all kind of hear what I was sounding like. Just a little clippity clip. But <laughs> but if not, I the girl has vocals. So we make a song. We'll link, we'll link your list. Yeah, you can link it in. Mm-hmm. Um, I got hella mixtapes, hella videos, all of that stuff. Yeah. I got about five mixtapes. Okay. And how long have you been Like um, some, some are short, some have five songs, some have 10, some have 12, but I was putting in that work for a, for a little minute. Um, but the people wasn't rocking with the R&B music and we were using, so this is what we were using samples before niggas was actually really utilizing samples like they are now. So all, like I had, my first mixtape was called, um, like there's something about Tier. And then I had another one that was called, um, what was the other one? It was like real love. Mm-hmm. And I did, I redid all 90s RB music. So mm-hmm. my first music video ever, Lord, I look a mess. But y'all can go look it up. It's called, it's called Tierme Real Love. And I rewrote Mary J. Blige Real Love. Baby, when I say they told me up in them comments, oh, she wrote it in Mary J. Blige song. This can't sing, boo. Oh, they used to tell me up. I really had to. Here's the thing, Mary J. can't sing. I really had to get some, but I can. But back then, I was I was raw. I was raw and unfiltered, and I was still kind of like honing in on my craft and my vocals. Um, and I'm churchy. I've always been churchy and like a little soulful. So I ain't never had no cute voice. Always like a big, big woman, you know, big, big voice, little body. Jeremy's a little person. She's barely five. Yeah, I'm sure you could tell by the size. Yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah. she's a little person. I'm only 107 pounds. 
I'm a yeah, way. Pretty much Chicago wind. I'm surprised you didn't get blown away living here. I did at one point. I, the wind blew me from one street to the other. Not a lie. I was walking around. I was walking from school. <laughs> right. Walking from school, and the wind literally picked me up off my feet. And I was like, <laughs> and everybody was like, I need something. I was yeah. I was 18 by 90 pounds. No lie. Okay. So you did you did mixtapes. So I did the mixtapes, and they won't fuck with the music. They didn't start really fucking with the music until probably around 2016. I did a song with this girl named Just Brittany, mm-hmm. and um, she was on Love and Hip Hop. Um, she was also on Unsigned or something like that when Rick Ross and them had their show. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she was already pretty well known. Had songs with B King. Just these are just all Houstonian like well known people. And B King is the stuff fucking broke niggas. Yeah, keep looking at bro. Let me say so. B King journey is amazing. But yeah, like all of these were my I love, peers. I love, I love his music. Yes, love B King. It's very it's very entertaining. Literally it's just short. was talking. Literally just was. Doing a little hee 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 in the DM today. Like, okay. so these were all my peers at the time, even though they have way more clout, as the young people say today, than me. But we're all peers. We all know each other. We all in the same vicinity because my producer was also the DJ for Slim Thug and mm. also his videographer. Mm. So I'm, I'm around the Houston great, sort of like that, but Houston itself. It was a little was, slow to catch on to yeah, what me and Sam was doing. And, you know, I'm going to be real. Niggas was holding their nuts on us. They was holding their nuts on us. They was, like, not trying to fuck with us. And, but it never discouraged. Like, of course, we got discouraged because we're human. But it never it never made us say we going to stop. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like, we just going to keep going. Putting these niggas' face. So, we, so would you say Houston is, like, a hard place to, like, break out in music? I think any place... That you're from the hometown and you're, you're, anytime you're in your hometown doing music, mm-hmm. at least back then, it was tough. It was so tough because he, I do feel like Houston had a law in like putting out artists from like probably my junior, senior college mm-hmm. until like May it came out, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It was because you had Kirko for that little run and then nothing. And then nothing. Literally. Yeah. Nothing until Meg the Stallion. And that was like 2017, 16. Like Actually, 18. My bad. You're right. 2018. Yeah. That's when she really, really popped out. But it was nothing. Nobody was making no noise. Yeah. Um, but also, um, it's politics. Of course, that's anywhere. Politics. Everything is politics. Yeah. And um, sorry, Houstonians, but the DJs, y'all be holding y'all nuts on artists. And um, I never will forget going to all of the spots because I want to look in the dead ass camera so y'all can see my eyes. Um, going to the DJ spots trying to get my record played, and y'all niggas got me waiting all the way up until motherfucking one fifty a.m. to spin my record, and a bitch done been there since ten thirty p.m. I remember that, shit. and all y'all niggas who held y'all nuts on me, woof! Y'all be sorry, cause I'm finna be out of here. You just wait and see. I'm already out of here. The world just don't know yet. Mm. But I remember them days. And at that time, we have me and Sam had brought on my best friend Tanisha to manage me because she was doing public relations with another young lady that went to high school with us. And now she's she does PR for Slim and all of them. Like one thing about Houston is like you can be famous in Houston and not be famous nowhere else. Right. I think that's and I still think that, that happens a lot. Yeah, in any major city. Yeah, you can literally make. 
money in your city and in your region and don't nobody else know who the hell you are. Yeah. I mean, I think that happens with probably 95% of artists, honestly. Facts. Yeah, facts. If not more. You get your show money, you, you got a few hits, you get your show money, you gone. Yeah, you know, get your little bag, invest, yeah. and move on by your business. Brown paper bag, keep it moving. So, you know, niggas was throwing their nuts on me. And, um, but, but then I, I, I was like, I don't give a damn. So I'm the type of person you going you gonna hear me. So it's 150 a.m. and you making everybody leave. Give me this mic. You should be loving me. Like I'm on the microphone singing my heart out. I'm everybody stopping in their tracks like, hold up. And I'm a performer. I'm an entertainer, as he said. So, baby, I'm walking through the crowd. I'm singing the niggas' faces like, no, nah, y'all gonna listen. Y'all ain't walking out yet. The nigga wanna make me wait 18 hours. Y'all staying. And that's really what started making people respect me. And I started getting nominated for little awards. Like, I got, like just, you know, local stuff. And um, people really started giving me my flowers. And then me and my producer, we decided to go separate ways. And right when we were, I feel like not at the height, but when we were literally about to just like, yeah. we we really could have hit. That's when we party ways. And I packed up all my stuff and I moved to LA. But I was all, like I said, I'm a calculated person. So before I had even moved to LA, I was already visiting LA a year prior mm -hmm. to me moving. Because I'm calculated. I don't want to go nowhere or do anything that I'm going to fail at miserably. Mm -hmm. It's okay to maybe like... Fail a little bit. Fail a little bit. But I can't fail miserably. Mm -hmm. And living in my car trying to chase a dream ain't it. Okay. Ain't never been it. Okay. So I was going. So what I did was I took my money. Like I said, I'm always a hustler. So my uncle owns a speakeasy bar in Houston. So I was his bar manager. Not the blue door. We got a blue door? I said not the blue door. You know what the blue door is? No, I don't. What is that? I don't. But if you go to the original speakeasy, we got a black door. <laughs> well, yeah, it's on the third war strip. If you live in Houston, Google the blue door. You'll get wise. Okay. I'll look that up. I'm, I'm from there. I ain't never heard of that one. So you got me on that one. Mm -hmm. But um, I was his bar manager and I was substitute teaching and I've always been a singer. So I had a band in Houston. Mm -hmm. Me and my mother, we had a band together. Mm -hmm. So me and my mom had a band together from the time I was um, 19 all the way up until I left to go to LA. Mm -hmm. So um, again, we were called Timeless the Band. You can find us on YouTube and we did corporate events. Holiday parties, we did restaurants, you know, Papa Do's. We used to be singing at Papa Do's, baby. So I come to LA for one month mm -hmm. and I just go to every open mic I can. Mm -hmm. Then I go and, and mother is like, hey, after that month, they calling like, hey, can you come be like a, a featured artist? I'm like, I don't live in LA. I live in Texas. Like, you gonna fly me out there? They like, nah, we ain't got no budget to fly you out. We ain't got that. I'm like, but if you out here again, like, let us know. I say, okay, bet. Took me eight months, saved up all my money. My homeboy, Chris, who I met in college in Chicago, was living in L.A. He was like, hey, my roommate's moving out. I got an extra room. If not, if they decide they don't, like, shout out to Chris because Chris is really one of the biggest reasons that I moved to L.A. Mm -hmm. be out of being comfortable. Right. Um, he made it very easy for me. He was just like, you come out here, even if we don't have a place, you, are sh you can share my room with me, sis. You need to be out here. Because Chris went to school out here, too. Chris went to school out here, too. But he's from Milwaukee. Chris is my male best friend. Hey, Chris. Um, and so he was the one who was like, they moving out. I mean, me and you, we can move with them. Or, hell, we can get our own place. Or we can keep this one. Like, he was trying to make it work. Because he like, you. this is where you need to be, too. Right, right. And I'm like, all right, Chris. And I was, I kept pushing it back. So, originally, I was supposed to move there in six months. And that would have been, like, June. 
And I'm like, I ain't ready yet, Chris. I got to say with some more money. I'm going to come in July. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right. My roommate's moving out in July. I need that rent, so you better be out in July. I'm like, all right, July. I ain't going July either. So mind you, I'm paying rent in L.A. for two months before I even move out there. But I'm hustling. So that shit ain't, I'm living with my mama, so it ain't no pressure. I'm like, all right, cool. And our rent was cheap as hell because we got rent control. At that time, the rent was $1,200. We was paying $600 a piece. And that's utilities included. Okay. There's a reason behind that. I live in the jungle, so what? Yeehaw. With the lions, tigers, and bears. She does. She lives in L.A. in the jungle. In New Jays. If you've ever watched Training Day or anything about L.A., you know the jungles. Hey, Cole. I ain't got nothing on me. Yes, that's where I stay. I don't stay on that block. Yeah. But I stay in the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's gentrifying. It ain't that. <laughs> I tell you what, I got a two-bedroom with a parking spot and a bathroom, and I only pay $13.24, while everybody else got a one-bedroom, and they paying $2,000. Because you know what? I love to live below my means so that I can do the things that I want to do. And see, a lot of y'all, y'all like to live above y'all means, and that's why y'all can't experience because you're trying to live with the Jones. Now, I know safety is a priority for folks, but hey, I ain't never scared, and I'm well protected. Shout out to my boy, Sonny. All right. I thought you was going shout out God. But yeah. Shout out to God, too. But when I say we're protected, you know what I mean. Yeah. By the bangers. <laughs> okay. So you get out to L.A. And then you had mentioned this earlier, but like you got to tour with Kanye. I did. And you say that was like within eight months of you being there. Eight months of me being there. God is good. Okay. And so. How did that happen? Yeah. Okay. That happened because, um, like I said, I hit the ground running. So that one month I had. Went to L.A. and then the eight months came back. I already knew where I needed to go to go and perform. And people had already kind of remembered me from those eight months ago. So I was like refreshing folks' memories. So I was literally doing singing videos and I was tagging all the platforms. Like, let me come kill your stage. Let me come kill your stage. Now, once again, niggas going to hold their nuts on you when they don't know you. I don't mind you holding your nuts because once I come through the building, you going to drop them. So I come through, I'm killing the open mics. They don't want to give me no feature act. They like, you got to do the open mic first. Bitch, please, I'll do the open mic. And I'm finna tear it down. Now, I'm not no Jasmine Sullivan. I don't be running all to the heavens. And I'm not even no Beyonce. But I know I can sing. I be on key. And I know how to perform. And a lot of people that can sing, they can't perform. They're boring. Boring. Boo, tomatoes, tomatoes. So it's anyway. No wonder it's Matthew. He he asked me to come on here, okay? He didn't know what he was getting himself into, baby. So probably a whole nutcase. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm going, I'm killing the open mics. I do one of the open mics called Unplugged LA. It's still around. Shout out to my boy Joe. And then I did another one called Soulful Noise. Shout out to Lanisha and Xavier. Uh, still my family. All of them still my family to this day. I do unplugged LA. This is two weeks of me being in LA. They made me they featured act. Mm. Made me a featured act along with two other people. Jason Lee was there, by the way. That's from Jason the blogger. The blogger. Yeah, he was there in the front seat. It was cool to see him. You know, LA. You see famous people all the time. Um, yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting walking around being LA. Because they regular people, we don't be hyped about seeing them. I mean, yeah, like I, you know, living in SoCal, like. I've never really cared about celebrities like that. Like people are like, oh, mm-hmm. 
who's your idol? I'm like, nah, nobody, me. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, like I don't come across athletes. Like I, one time I was in San Diego and La Jolla and Troy Palomalu, I don't know, that's football dude, you don't know who they did. But uh, he'd be in the commercials, the hidden shoulders. Okay, okay. Oh, and all the free yeah. Okay, 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 I got you. He he came into Five Guys to get a burger. Everybody asked him for uh, Oh, okay. Nigga just trying to get a burger. And I'm like, bro, leave bro alone. He's just trying to get a burger, dude. And he was holding out from training camp. So I was like, he supposed to be eating this. Right, right, right. But yeah, like I don't I don't see other football players in and out. I walked into a restaurant or something and Katie was walking down the street. Um, like it's LA. Yeah, it's yeah. LA. You're gonna see him. Hell, Faith Evans was one at one of my shows. She was yeah. at, she was there too. Yeah. She came uh, like right when I was getting off the stage. But you know, um, did the show and killed it. And a girl named Brooke, shout out to Brooke Beast Things. She was like, I like you. Mm-hmm. Never had met me. She was like, I love your energy. Mm-hmm. You are just so like I just I want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. You just seem cool as hell. I'm like, girl, let's be friends. I'm a friendly person, so. I'm like, yeah, girl, follow me. Yo, friendly. Maybe not to you. Nah, you friendly. You you was you friendly. I can be snappy, but I'm snappy within reason, and he be needing to get snapped on sometimes. First of all, the first time I met Terry, she was looking angry at brunch. I was looking angry. I was angry because the lady was taking two hours to bring me my drinks. Fast forward to the end of the the party she on on the mic singing so this is absolutely this is the range of tear me and me meeting her in like two hours the but, dj liked what he seen in the crowd but he didn't know that i was coming up there to take that microphone <laughs> that nigga trying to give me a shot i'm like no nigga give me the mic fuck that shot give me the microphone she said a shot because she can't jerk she's a lightweight anyway so let's take a shot no thanks <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about birthday. Happy birthday. Right, it's his birthday. We gotta take a birthday. We gotta take a I'm not taking a shot. Um it's a Monday, so no. Um Tomato, tomato, boo, 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 whatever. Yeah. Um Brooke is the one who hooked me up with the Kanye West audition. And uh she submitted my name on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. They text me back to come audition Wednesday. The audition was Thursday, and I did the audition, got the job, and we started practicing Thursday. And the first show was that Sunday. Mm. And I did that from August 2019 all the way up until um, September of 2021. Okay. So not even like two years ago. Mm. Okay. Um, so I know you've acted. You got a little bit of acting, right? A lot about a lot of acting, actually. Okay. More on YouTube though. So I'm like the girl that everyone calls to do their YouTube sketches. Okay. But I'm also in a few movies. You can find me on Tubi. You ain't did nothing with Big Jai. I got one with Big Jai, but it was not on his platform. It was another friend's platform, and we were all into it. But actually, I punched Big Jai in the face <laughs> in, the, in the in uh, the skit. <laughs> So what's next? Like what what's the next three things that you probably probably doing? Next three things I am taking tap in Tuesday to a more elevated experience where I will be bringing on guests to tell their stories. So tap in Tuesday, I don't talk about no topics. I just I'm a straight storyteller and I talk about things from my life, the good, the bad, the ugly, the great. I got topics talking about 
bad dating experiences from I had a boyfriend, ex-boyfriend who used to be a pimp all the way to me and my mom transitioning and dealing with my grandmother that has dementia and her moving in with us. So I talk about a broad variety of things, um, things that I don't do. I don't do male bashing or female bashing relationship stuff. Uh, kudos to you because I hate when people do that. Like it's, it's, it's useless. And I also don't really talk about things that people do that bother me. <laughs> no shade, no tea. She does, though. She tells it in her stories. But it's about that person in the story. I think that's worse to talk about somebody individually than to just say, like, I'll generally like these things. But here's the thing. I don't tell names, person, place, or things. Yeah, most people know who you're talking about that know you, though. No, they don't. They don't. Only my closest of friends. Only my... And some of them don't even be known. They're like, wait, who's that? Who that story about? Because most of the stories are from my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And when I was in college, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. not, it's not yeah. any like, yeah, it's a few you, new stories, of course. Business. What? But, but if it happened 10 years ago, it don't even need to be talked about. It doesn't need to be talked about because it's my experience. <laughs> and if you come in my life and you cause any disturbance of my peace, mm-hmm. you will be a part of the story. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or ugly. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. But once you come and you, and you. <laughs> you contribute to my stress. Exactly. I'm telling the story. Because the story going to get told. Have I been threatened a few times? I have, but I don't give a damn. Because first of all, you got to find me. Threatened. Yeah. I had a boy tell me he was going to put $10,000 on my head. From Chicago. He ain't do it. He ain't never going to do it. Yeah, he's a fake gangster. This was years ago, though. Hopefully he don't know you at my house. Anyway. um, Oh, my And then, okay, so we got Tap In. So, yeah, Tap In Tuesday, I'm just going to elevate it and start bringing people on. It'll be um, a new setting. It will also be um, better quality um, from the visual side and audio side. And, um, yeah, I'm just trying to turn it into an actual show. Like, I want it to be a show show. Like, you know, I got a cute little Mikey Mike on my little clippy clip. Like, yeah, like real, real show. Real show life, real show vibe. So, and then the ultimate goal with Tap Into is to just make it a live variety show. Like I said, I'm a lead singer of a band. So, of course, me and my band, we will be opening and closing. And then in the middle, we'll have story time with my guests and audience members can chime in on Ask Tammy. <laughs> I give good advice. Um, I shouldn't give good advice. I don't actually ask too many people for advice either. She is the friendly gets asked advice. Apparently. I am. But um, yeah, that's 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 basically what I'm working on. And then me and my band, of course, we are planning on, you know, doing tours and just going around and doing our thing and eventually creating some original music and, you know, getting it licensed so we can get it on some TV shows and some movie soundtrack. We just trying we trying to make some money. Okay. You know, when, when you do anything in entertainment, you have to always look at it as how can I make it make money? And it's about branding. So even with Tap In Tuesday, like the other idea is just becoming like an Amazon influencer and wearing items and introducing new items on Tap In Tuesday and tell people, hey, go to the store, click the link, hit that. And then also grabbing other brands and collabing with them like, hey, I can promote your shit. Speaking of which, make sure you click the links in the description or to uh, my Amazon list. There are a lot of items if you want to start a podcast, if you're trying to buy something for your girl, it's about Christmas, you know, it's about birthdays. We got uh, Cube Essentials, 
things that I just have, I think are essential to life as an adult, like new whites, soaps, shea butters, things like that. And you know, are you an Amazon fan? Yes, too many questions. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, but. How am I asking many questions? Oh, uh, but yeah, make sure y'all click on the link. This dude. Uh, and oh, I'm going to hire you as my social media manager. Just you telling me to post on TikTok. Because <laughs> I don't know what's it. You need to log in to TikTok and let you. Oh, I got a job. What? Leave me a 10. You'll be my first employee. Okay. What else are you evaluating about said person? Uh, whether they'll be here after Christmas. Um, whether I want to see them on Christmas. Okay. Uh, you know. Are you asking, like, what characteristics am I evaluating about? Yeah. Um, you know, sustainability within, you know, relationship with wool. Okay. Uh, temperament, um, the ability to be flexible. Of course, uh, if they're going to be with me, hopefully this is my last relationship. So the ability to be a bonus mom for my son. Uh-huh. Um, and not try to be his mother or, like, you know. Right. Not, stay in the lane. Yes, yes, stay in the lane. Um, do we have chemistry? Do we have, you know, other shared interests and goals and values? Those right. Are, all those things, right? Uh, conflict, stress, how you deal with stress. Yeah, you got to have an argument to see. Right. You don't really know if you like the mother until you have an argument. Well, but you also got to know how that person deals with stress. Right? That too. And so, yeah, that'll be what's going on. And then. All right, y'all. So maybe we'll find out next year if you know best. Same you play. Same <laughs> but uh, Jeremy, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. You know? It was fun. Yep. Excuse all the foul language. I am a cursor. Um, Body mouth. But yeah, as always, guys, I wish you peace, patience, understanding, knowledge within the servant, health, stress, resolve. Be your best self because the, everybody else is already taken. Um, and, you know, be easy or not. But there's, for every action, there's a reaction, every choice, there's a consequence. Talk to y'all later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.